When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, is she the ultimate helicopter mom? You do their homework. Don't do it for me, mom. If their coach puts them on the bench, you threaten to call the newspaper. I do. do. When they say, Robert, up to bed, I expected you to put on the helmet and go up there (laughs) and hit it for me. Can a mother this controlling? My daughters say I need to let go a little bit. A little bit? You won't even let them floss their own teeth. Her own behavior. You are raising lambs for the slaughter. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Because they don't know anything. You do everything for them. I'm all they have, Dr. Phil. No, you said that backwards. What you really meant is they're all I have. (laughs) Let's do it. Why don't we stop all the drama, stop all the fighting, and let's go get you better. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Go, Dr. Phil. Thank you very much. Okay, listen up. I want to ask you a question. Which parenting style do you think is most likely to put your child at risk once they go off on their own? Hovering and doing every single thing for your child, thinking you are protecting them from the big bad world, or giving them every freedom with little or no monitoring or guidance, just kind of throwing them in the deep end and letting necessity be the mother of invention. Well, you're both wrong. (laughs) Because both of these parenting styles are extremely dangerous and can eventually cripple your child for life. Listen, when you find children at risk, children that go out and get in trouble, they come from the extremes of the parenting continuum. This is not to scare you but to create an urgent awareness about how you are preparing your children for the real world, not the one you wish they were inheriting. Now, I've written it all down in my new book called Life Code, The New Rules for Winning in the Real World. My first guest, Amy, is paralyzed about how scary she thinks this world can be and says it has forced her to become a self-admitted, obsessed helicopter mom to her five children. She's diagnosed herself pretty well. Take a look. I'm definitely a helicopter mom. I am absolutely psycho overprotective. I don't know any other way to be. My babies don't know that as they're sleeping, I put my hand on their chest and make sure that they're still breathing. I do this even with my 20-year-old daughter, Caitlin. I cut their toenails, I floss their teeth. We do these fire drills and I'll blow a whistle and everybody jumps out the windows. My son, Chad, was kicked off the baseball team because of my mouth. Oh, my God! 
I get into altercations at the games with the coaches, with parents. It's almost gotten physical. I've threatened their families. One time they benched my son. I got on the phone with the president of the league. I threatened to call the local newspaper and write an article about how awful they treat their children. When the kids have homework, I do it all. Don't do it for me, mom. I, mean, I really want to do it myself. When they don't get the answers right, and I write the correct answer. I'd rather fix it than let them get a bad grade. All of my children have very good grades. One time, Robert came home with a B, and I was furious. I got in my teacher's face. I got kicked out of their school. If my children talk me into allowing them to spend the night somewhere, I do a background check on the parents. I make sure that the house has smoke alarms. While they're gone, I'm calling them, I'm texting them. If one of my children gets into a physical confrontation with another child, I will get one of my other children to beat up that kid. My children have lost a great deal of friends because of how I act. I've already told my children, you are not going anywhere to college. You have to stay with me. Too many bad things can happen. Okay. Now, you're parenting from fear. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I know, I know what you're gonna tell me. <laughs> I know you, I know. I bet you don't. I do. I bet you I do. <laughs> I bet you um, don't. I'm, I'm, but listen, I know my application is wrong. Maybe I do go to the, I know I go to the extreme, but it's for their benefit. You think I'm gonna throw you under the bus today? I know you are. Okay. You know, I'm really not gonna throw you under the bus today, although you would fit nicely. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. You say it's for their benefit. Absolutely. And, and you think you're doing the best for them, right? I do. Okay, tell me what your children benefit when you do their homework. I don't do all their homework. I mean, let's be fair. I'm, I don't do it all. I, wait, they wait, are... no, no, hold on, hold on. This, don't, <laughs> don't come out here and start moonwalking like Michael Jackson. Okay. I know what you do and what you don't do. I have a book on you that thick. You have been very forthcoming with us. Don't come out here and start waffling around on me. You do their homework. If their coach puts them on the bench, you threaten to call I the do. newspaper. I, I do. I want you to take a look at this piece of tape right here. It is why I agreed out of the thousands of stories that we have to choose from, this is why I agreed to book this story. Now, Amy's daughter, Caitlin, captured what happened when her brother, Robert, came home to find his mother doing his homework assignment Man. yet again. Now, understand, this is a 15-year-old that catches his mother, catches her, doing his homework yet again. Take a look. Bobby. Mom is rewriting your essay. Why? What is wrong with my essay? Listen, Why? this is the first paragraph. You wrote, have no time to eat. You need to start with... Mom, I'm in middle school. I'm not in high school yet. Okay, but... Mom, wait, wait, wait. You want me to try. Let me try. Don't do it for me, Mom. I, mean, I really want to do it myself. Because if you do it, then it's your grade, not my grade. And practically cheating. Cheaters risk everything. Learn nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're right, but if oh, I just... No, 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 Mom. This is how I write. I will improve in high school. This is just me. I don't need you to write it for me, Mom. Just let me risk it. I'm so sorry. I just don't want to help you. 
It's okay. I'm, I know you always wanted to help me. And, I'll, and when I need your help, I'll ask you. I love you. I love you too. Oh my God. You, you got a 15-year-old kid begging you not to do his homework? He's saying, let me try? I know. I'm sorry, but... But? What if he fails? What if he doesn't get the grade that he needed? You don't understand. What don't I understand? The disappointment on his face when he, when he gets a bad grade or how bad he beats himself up. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. So you're doing it for you, not for him. Because you said the disappointment on his face, I can't stand it. So this is about you, it's not about him. It didn't look like, no. I, I, oh. but, but, but listen, no, come on. This young man is intelligent. This young he man is, is right he's, here. He's Robert. wonderful. Robert, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. You are begging your mother to let you do your own homework. Yes, I am. I've never heard that in my house. <laughs> never came up. Never came up. But it came up in your house. Why were you begging your mother to let you do your own homework, was, to let you try? I was begging my mother to let me do my homework because she's been doing it for my, all my life. And it's time for me to learn because I'm almost in high school and I, I'm not really understanding what I need to learn. I don't really understand what they're teaching me. And my mom's doing it all for me. And I, if she's saying that she, she's upset because of the bad grade that I get, but it's only because of her. She's always doing it for me. If she wasn't doing it for me, I would get a better grade. Okay, boy, That's uh, thank you. You have a seat. I got it. That's an aha moment. What? That was an aha moment. Aha moment. You had to come here to figure that out? You had to come here to figure out that if you do spelling words, if you color maps, if you write papers, that he doesn't develop the skill set, the organizational skills, the articulation to do that? Yeah. Is he embarrassed at baseball when you go up there and bat for him? I don't go up there and bat for him. You're, you don't? No. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> Seriously, I expected when it's his turn and they say, Robert, up to bat, I expected you to put on the helmet and go up there <laughs> and hit it for him because if he struck out, it would break his heart. I can't stand the disappointment. So it's about you again. I don't mean for it to be. Apparently you do, because it keeps coming back to you. You can't stand the disappointment, so you just decide, it, it, I don't care if he doesn't learn, as long as in the moment I feel okay. How selfish is that? You're right. I didn't think that. I really, I, I, yeah, I told not. you you didn't know what I was gonna tell you. There's all these killings going on in these schools. You are raising lambs for the slaughter. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. It's in our schools. If I said, come back with heroin, could you do it? Yes. It's in our homes. My son's addicted to heroin. I love it right when it gets in my vein. How dare he do this to us? Heroin in suburbia. Said he was going to bring an M16 and grenades to blow up the school. Nick is labeled as a terrorist. Did you threaten to kill my producer? Yeah, I did. But that's not really who you are, is it? You don't know who I am. Tomorrow, then on Monday. 
Her parents had no clue. She's on the web hooking up with men. What their 15-year-old was doing. She's on drugs, being molested. I okay. missed it all. I'm trying to wake you up. That's Monday. My mom is a helicopter mom. She hovers right over top of our shoulders and waits for us to do something wrong. When I was 14 years old, I ran away from home. I wanted to get away from my mom's overprotective ways. If she doesn't like who I'm talking to on the phone, she will take the phone out of my hand. My mom has certain requirements that my friends have to meet. They have to have proper hygiene, dress right. Their parents can't drink. To this day, I don't have friends come over. I'm terrified that she may say something that would offend them. I don't believe I've learned as much independence as I should have because my mom is so overprotective and crazy. I found out about six months ago that I was pregnant. My mom tells me who's gonna be in the hospital room, when the baby's gonna be baptized, when the baby's allowed to wear shoes. You can't lay on your back. It stops the blood flow to the placenta. My mom has told me on more than one occasion that she's going to take custody of my child if I don't start doing what she says. I love my mom. My mom needs to learn how to better parenting skills. So, you know, it's interesting when people see their life kind of played out on tape. It's kind of like a movie of your life, isn't it? Yes, it is. It gives you some objectivity. You step back and watch yourself on film. What did you just see, and how do you feel about what you just saw? I just saw my daughter say I need to let go a little bit. A little bit? A lot. <laughs> I'm willing to do a little. To, you are threatening to abduct her fetus. No, I am not. I am not. Come on, Dr. Phil, I am not. I'm just saying, and, and listen, <laughs> listen, this is how you, it really that, went. You see my wife Robin out there? You yes, come, I said, You come stay with us. We'll take care of you. I want to come too. But listen, I said that I would take custody of the baby if it... Look, you're doing good to keep custody of the ones you got I'm, with the stuff you're pulling. I'm, I, whoa, that was bad. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, well, you need to hear it because what you're doing is, is really, really absurd. You know, when, when I wrote Life Code, I did it because, and it was interesting, I, I did this book with my son Jay because he actually has his own publishing company. I know. So he came and, <laughs> he came and said, Dad, how about letting me publish a, a book for you? And I said, okay. And so I, I did this book, and I, I was more passionate about this book than any book I have written because we have had a huge generational change in, in the last generation, as big a change in our world and our life that we've seen since the Industrial Revolution. We've had an explosion yes. of technology and the internet and all of these things that have happened. We have to prepare our children for a very different world. But at the same time, there's all these killings going on in these schools. There's all this stuff that's going crazy. You are raising lambs for the slaughter. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, you I'm are raising not. lambs for the slaughter because they don't know anything. You do everything for them. They are not street smart. They are not savvy. They don't understand what the risks are. They are not developing skill sets. They are not observing themselves master their environment. They don't get it. Do you understand what you cheat this young man out of when you do what you do for him? He told you. He, no, you listen to me. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Stop thinking internally. Listen to what I'm saying. 
When that young man is not allowed to develop skills, he doesn't have the opportunity to observe himself conquer obstacles in his life. I know that. That's how you build self-worth. That's how you build self-esteem. That's how you build confidence. What did I say? You said I'm cheating him out of his chance to shine. He doesn't get an opportunity to master his environment. It's called attribution theory. That's how you attribute certain things to yourself. When you see yourself master your environment, when you see yourself conquer obstacles and overcome challenges, then you say, wow, I can do that. And in the world we live in today, you better start building your resume. You better start observing yourself do it. And you're telling her that you're going to take her baby away from her? To protect the baby in case something... There's I'm not a freedom fighter. I don't too, know. Don't I'm, okay, I'm quiet. So, so <laughs> you must believe you just raised a couple of morons here. I knew you were going to say that, and no, I don't. Well, apparently you do they're because you... They're wonderful and smart and intelligent and, and they're generous and they're leaders and they are amazing. Amazing. Blah, 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 They are so wonderful and amazing they that are. you won't even let them floss their own teeth. I just want to make sure that... Oh, boy. How basic is that? Okay, we have to take a break. Next, so what happens when Amy's children rebel against her overprotectiveness? Now, Caitlin says it's a side of her mother she is very frightened of. We're going to talk about that when we come back. I'm all they have, Dr. Phil, and I want to always be that. <laughs> The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. makes me feel really embarrassed when my friends say, why aren't you a last man? And I, I, I just say two words, my mom, and they understand. It is very embarrassing. Then they get really angry at me, and they don't want to be my friend anymore. My friends think that it's outrageous, and my mom's way too overprotective on us. It's really hard for me to find out what I'm good at if my mom does it all for me. I've never actually really found out what I like because I never actually had the chance to. My mom really does need to stop being overprotective. Well, that was Robert and Amy's other two children uh, who are humiliated and embarrassed by their mother's overprotective parenting style. Do, do you agree that your job is to prepare your children for the next level of life? Absolutely. So react to what your children just said. I heard them say, I need to allow them to experience life. You know, the ups and downs. Uh, but... I'm, but what... You, 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 I know. I keep... You keep saying but. I know. And seriously, that just means forget what I just said. Now I'm going to tell you what I really think. Here's something you need to understand. It is a normal progression 
in life for children to grow up and, and really they're just like spider monkeys on their parents in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Remember how they just like yes. hung onto your leg and yes. you couldn't peel them off of you? Yes. And it was mom, 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 yes. mom, mom, mom. And then as they grow up, they start to break away and become independent and, and stand on their own. Mm -hmm. And the more controlling you are, the more violent that breakaway becomes. It has to. I know. And so it becomes rebellious. It becomes a violent breakaway. And they don't want that. You don't, don't want that. You don't want that. a violent breakaway no. from her, do you? I love but my But you've mother. had to get away from her. Yes, correct? I have. Mm -hmm. What did you do? I was 14 years old and I ran away from home. To get away from her? Yes. Okay. What, what do you think about that? It killed me. I thought I was going to die. I laid in bed and I cried and I couldn't do anything. And yes, it was about me. Yes, it was at that time. And then I grabbed myself up and the babies, and then I thought, I still have these guys to take care of. So I put all of me in them. But it killed me. You think I wanted to? You think I wanted to leave my family? No. Answer her. I thought wanted to just get away from me. No. I wanted you to hear and me. I hated myself for it because I knew it was because of me. I knew it was. I wanted you to understand. But then that made me grab onto the other ones even tighter. I'm all they have, Dr. Phil, and I want to always be that. No, you said that backwards. <laughs> Where you are said, you? I'm all... I'm all they have. What you really meant is they're all I have. <laughs> what would I be without them? I don't want them to hate me. But do you understand how that puts your agenda ahead of theirs? It can get to the point of being really unhealthy. It is. Have you ever heard of the term Munchausen? No, sir. Take a look at this definition I put up for you. Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a controversial term that is used to describe a behavior pattern in which a caregiver, that's you, deliberately exaggerates, fabricates, and or induces physical, psychological, behavioral, or mental health problems in those oh, who are in wow. their care. Wow. That is the opposite of what I've ever wanted. That I am, no. <laughs> that's the opposite of what I ever wanted. So, Never heard oh, of that. But, but read it. I know, that's me. You've got a young man down here that you won't let do his work so he doesn't develop the skills he needed in the fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. So you are inducing in him a dependency on you because you just said... It's all I have. If you never had a life before your children, how do you make one? That's a valid question, how and I'm happy to answer it, but the answer is not that you abuse them by holding them back to entertain you. I didn't think I was. I swear to God, I didn't think I was. You know, kids grow up and leave. You, you will become an empty nester. There, I'm an empty nester. Robin's an empty nester. But you two have each other. I'm a single mom, Dr. Phil. 
you have someone. I have no one. I have no one. But the solution to that is not to deny them <sighs> their lives. I'm 20 years old and I'm still intimidated by my mother. My mom does get angry out of nowhere. My mom's voice changes into this deep, evil, demonic, like, growl. No! Closed captioning provided by... My mom does get angry out of nowhere. My mom's voice changes into this deep, evil, demonic, like, growl. No! When my mom is angry, all she does is yell. It's loud enough for my neighbors to hear. First, it starts with a look. That's the look. And then I start screaming and hollering. But I have taken the belt and slapped it against the wall to scare the life out of them. My mom has used the belt on us. If my children talk back to me, they get smacked in the mouth. If I hurt my children, I'll go in the bathroom and I will cry and cry and cry. I'm 20 years old and I'm still intimidated by my mother. It, the pendulum swings. You go from being overprotective and coddling them to going the other way. And it's painful. When we, when, when we took our first child to college at the University of Texas, Robin, she cried. Yes. From the minute we pulled out of the parking lot for, I guess, the next two weeks? Yes. See, I always I thought I was now. a mother like her. I, I'm not kidding. So, I no. always thought. Okay, I got to say something for your defense as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are over. You say your children can't go away to college. Well, they, can, they, can, they can attend. Uh, they must attend. But you say they can't go away. They need to live at home and go to community yeah. college. Dr. Phil. Okay, all right, take a look at this. Here's a little tape when we took our second to school seven years oh, later. So hard. We're in Dallas moving Jordan into SMU this weekend. The one thing Jordan said we could do is make his bed. He wants to put everything else in its place. I looked at him, I said, Jordan, everything's done. Would you like for us to leave? And he goes, yeah, you might as well. It was so easy. He didn't have any fear in his eyes or any fear in his voice. He was excited. It's like every mother's answered prayer. I got a call just last night. He said, Mom, why are there two mattress pad covers on my bed? And I went, are you just now changing your sheets? He goes, yes. And I went, I put those on three weeks ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he still needs some help. I can remember when Jay first left. I said, oh my gosh, I didn't teach him to cook. I didn't teach him to iron. He's down there somewhere hungry, wrinkled. What am I going to do? And you know, I didn't teach Jordan either, but because Jay went first, I knew that Jordan would be okay. I agree, thousand percent. But you know what? They did just fine. They're still alive today. I know, but they're, I do the same thing. They're out there kicking. Jay is married. I know. He, he has, this is Jay with his little family oh. right here, you can see. And you know what? It, he got through without her. He was wrinkled and hungry, but he survived. <laughs> uh, he survived. He probably... Do you have this, this same talk with Robin? Do you seriously? What? Because I do the same thing. You have to change, we're changing the sheets. I'm ironing their clothes. They have to have creases. No, no, they don't. They just do what they do. And our son, Jordan... He lives on the road now and, and is a touring musician with Stars in Stereo, his band. And 
lives in a bus, for God's sakes. We, oh, you wow. know, you just turn them loose because you prepare them to go. And you, you let go, right? I, I did feel confident that we'd prepared both of them to, to go out on their own. I did feel confident about that. I will admit that when I told Jordan, we're gonna go now, um, I, I wanted him to cry and say, no, mom, don't go. Yes. But uh, when he said, okay, bye, I was like, that's it? But um, really, inside, I felt really good about that. I was really happy that he was immediately prepared to be on his own, immediately. You just How parent differently. How come they're not angry with her? What? No, I'm not kidding. You because guys are laughing. Because she never did their homework for him. She never right, what about brushed the, Besides teeth. the homework, why aren't they angry with her? Well, why would they be? Because she's doing the same thing I'm doing. What? Well, no, 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 no. Oh, please, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. Cat fight, cat fight. No, Robin, I love you. But, but she irons their clothes and makes some meals and packed them up. They didn't even know what they had when they got to college until they opened their bag. That's who I am. That's what I, oh, besides the homework, besides that, besides the angry Amy. I do that. Oh, yeah, just, let's just cross those yeah, things off. This let's is just cross those things off. All right, listen, I'm going to tell you what I think is going on here. We're going to take a break. And, Robert, if, if you would, because we're going to talk about some things here with your mother that are not for 15-year-old ears, I'm going to ask you to excuse us for just a while, and then you can come back. So we're going to take you backstage for a few minutes, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the real reason that I think, and I think Amy will agree, that she feels that she needs to protect her kids 24-7. We'll be right back. I'm positive my past affects how I parent. I was abused. He grabbed my hair and pulled me down the steps. He told me, that if I ever told anyone, he would kill my mom. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Bill. Your son is a heroin addict. How dare he do this to us? I love it when it gets in my veins. But that's not really who you are, is it? You don't know who I am. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... Caitlin was six months old. She bounced off the bed and landed on her head. I went running as fast as I could to the fire department, screaming, banging on the door as hard as I could. She's gonna die, she's gonna die. And the fire department looked her over and then started laughing. And by the time I realized why, I looked down and I didn't have any clothes on. They inspected her, but she was fine. Those are just a few of the many outrageous <laughs> examples of my guest Amy's helicopter parenting style. Now, Amy truly believes the reason why she feels this overwhelming need to protect her children is a direct result of her own horrific childhood. Take a look. I'm positive my past affects how I parent. When I was 12 years old, I was abused. He held a knife to me and he grabbed my hair and pulled me down the steps. He would always pinch my vagina. Stop for a minute. He told me that if I ever told anyone, he would kill my mom. I got into a fight with my mom because I didn't feel like she was protecting me. My mother ended up putting me in a foster home 
and she only came to see me two times. I felt completely abandoned. I am very, very angry with my mother. So when I had my kids, I was overprotective because I didn't have that growing up. I love you. They all have to know that they're protected and no one ever is allowed to hurt them. Never. Well, sadly, Amy's childhood experiences are not the only reason behind her controlling protective behavior with her children. There was another life-changing moment in her life that affects the way she looks at the little ones. <laughs> okay, I'm almost six months old. My goddaughter was killed in a hit-and-run accident. She was two years old. I held that baby until she got cold. From that point on, I was a mess. I was terrified. I was scared to death. Not my children were going to get killed somehow, some way. I always say this prayer. Thank you, sweet Jesus, for protecting my children. They're all I have. If they're gone, what happens to me? What do I do? These things changed who you were. True? Very true. When this abuse happened to you, let's start there first. What did you do about it? Who did you talk to? I told my mom. She didn't believe me. Nobody did anything. Nobody stopped it. And it wasn't important. So you understand that nobody stepped up and protected you as a child? No. No. And so you'll be damned. I'll be damned. If you're going to let that happen to your own children. And then, of course, as horrific, you see an innocent child in your goddaughter taken from you by some jerk drinking and driving and killing an innocent baby. And you say, here again, no. the world, and so... It's scary. And people out there can hurt them terribly and take them away from me. And you know, it's a giant, giant step from the pain and disappointment of what happened to you when you were a child and, and the loss of this precious goddaughter <laughs> uh, to the disappointment that you see on Robert's face if he gets a bad grade or, or, or whatever. I can't stand it, Dr. Phil. But, but you have to understand something. You know, I, I said at the beginning of this year that I just believe that new year, no fear, that we have to be oh. willing to tell ourselves the truth. And one of the worst things that happens to us is we tell ourselves lies. In Life Code, I talk about something I call the why lie. And the why lie is the lie you tell yourself about why you do what you do. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean when I say the, the why lie. I wrote down what I believe is your why lie. And I want you to go through this with me along with everybody else. And as a mother... I am, because of my painful life experiences, alerted and called to a mission to stand in the gap to protect my children 
from a world I know can be cruel, yes. mean, yes. and hurtful. Amen, yes. Got, got you with me so far? Absolutely. Okay, so far. I will not stand by and allow what happened to me as a child and what happened to my innocent goddaughter be my children's reality. That's right. Right? That's you got it. Did I do my homework? Absolutely not. I will do for them, for them, Amen. what was not, not done, done for, me. for me. Yep. It is right, it is needed, it is my duty, yep. it is why I am in this world. It is my duty. Okay. Yes, I believe that. But I'm telling you that's a lie. You're, you're saying, you, you bet, you, you got it, you, you know me, you know me inside and out. Yep. But you notice that I have said that this is not a truth, it is a lie. This is the lie that you are telling yourself. Because you have said that this is for their good, right? Yes. That's why I'm saying this is a lie. This whole thing is a lie. But this is your life. This is, you, this is your entire... I live by that. So that. You do. You live by this. So your entire life is based on this lie. Then what is the truth? Yeah. What is the truth you won't face? Well, today, it's time to face it. Because it will change your life. And I'm going to tell you that truth right after the break. just talked about the why lie. And you said, yes, that is what defines me. And so that means, if you accept my definition, that your life is based on a lie. That's because right. you say that as a mother, you are protecting your children so it doesn't happen to them the right. way it happened to you. That's right. Then what is the truth? Right. This is the truth that you fail to see. I have been emotionally wounded, in fact, crippled by my early life experiences from which I never healed. The pain and neurotic anxiety drives me to live vicariously through my children. I somehow believe that if I can keep them safe, and protected, the scared little girl that still resides within me will at last feel safe and protected. You got it, Dr. Phil. Because no one ever talked to her. No one ever healed her. No one ever believed her. No one ever ministered to her. And so she was frozen in time. I am putting my emotional needs ahead of my children's developmental needs. And while at some level I know this, I just can't stop. Because I am addicted to the reassurance that over-control affords me. Absolutely. And I put the last lines in all caps, and I want you to read those for me. All of this overprotectiveness is more about me and my pain than it is about them and their risk levels. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate seeing my mom cry. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I believe that people know the truth when they hear it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is this the truth? Yes. So what do we do here? I don't know. First off, I need you to forget about where you are right now, forget about television, forget about these people, and just look at me and, and hear me. Amy, I am really sorry what happened to you. I am really, really sorry. I just, um, I cannot imagine. <laughs> A little girl being brutalized by someone you trusted like that, and then nobody believing you, nobody protecting you. That was not right, it was not fair, and no one helped you. But look at me. I'm here to help you now. Thank you. I'm here to help you now. And I'm gonna get you the help you need. We're gonna heal that little girl inside you. We're gonna heal you and we're gonna heal your family. Thank you, thank Because you. it's not too thank late. You, thank you, okay? thank you, thank you, thank you. It's thank not too you, late. Thank you. It's just not too late. Oh, thank you so much. It's just not too late. And that young man that stood there in that, in that room at home and said, Mom, let me try. Yeah. Uh, that strength from which he said that tells me you've done an awful lot right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you've Thank done an awful you. lot right. So what we need to do is not erase everything you've done. We just need to add to what you've done okay. and change that up. But we need to heal mom and then get your family some help to try to put together a, a, a plan where these kids really learn to stand on their own, where you recognize their competencies and let them build their confidences. Okay. And we're going to do that. I would great. love to be able to see that. I would love All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you why success-only parenting can spell absolute disaster for your children. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Closed captioning provided by... here in the studio audience, right? We have a lot of fun here. And if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience or you can call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445. You know, we've been talking today about parenting and about getting your children ready for the real world. Success-only parenting doesn't work. And if you never let them face adversity, when they do, they're likely to not know how to adapt. Don't spoil these kids to the point that they never get knocked down, never get to face adversity. You'll be sorry if you do. Uh, as you can tell, I'm very proud of my new book, Life Code, The New Rules for Winning in the Real World. 
I'm very proud to say that this book is being published by my son Jay's publishing company, Bird Street Books. It is available in stores now, and everybody in the audience is going home with a copy. So I'll get you. Thanks for being here. So long. Thanks, Doug. Thanks so much. You know, we've been talking today about parenting and about getting your children ready for the real world. Success-only parenting doesn't work. And if you never let them face adversity, when they do, they're likely to not know how to adapt. Don't spoil these kids to the point that they never get knocked down, never get to face adversity. You'll be sorry if you do. Uh, as you can tell, I'm very proud of my new book, Life Code, The New Rules for Winning in the Real World. I'm very proud to say that this book is being published by my son Jay's publishing company, Bird Street Books. It is available in stores now, and everybody in the audience is going home with a copy. So I'll get you. Thanks for being here. So long. Thanks, Doug. Thanks so much.